and Dr. Wendy Hill. I'm so glad you're here with me right now. We're on this life's journey together. The way I see it is you and I are a team, and together we can explore the wonderful possibilities for personal and spiritual growth. I believe each of us has within the power to heal and to manifest the best and highest that is already within us. If you would like to have more direct contact with me, go to my website, wendyhill.com, and call, text, or email me. Let's keep taking this journey together. My guest today is Hilary Green, who is from England. And Hilary has some very interesting perspectives on the royal family and mental health. And so I invited her to talk about that. I, I'm excited to hear what you have to say, Hillary, and welcome. Well, thank you, Wendy, very much. I hope it's interesting. I have my own sort of perspectives, however limited they may be, but um, I hope they're of interest to your listeners. Well, I hope so, too. So tell us a little bit about England and mental health. I know that you are, um, that Harry and Meghan Markle, are both really interested in mental health for reasons that you can share now. Yes, well, let, let's put it this way. It's not been a very popular topic in England. It's because, not. No, I think culturally, um, probably from a historical standpoint, it's sort of ingrained in us that we always have to, you know, chin up, muscle through, and sort of stuff feelings to survive as an island nation that's been invaded for centuries. I that mean, does make sense. Yeah. So that to open up about being mm. afraid or hurt yeah. or whatever would be a sign of weakness. Yeah, or... vulnerability. Yes. And also when you, when you are an island nation, which you're not aware of really until you it's brought to your attention, you don't think about that. And... Um, you go back to Roman times when the Romans invaded, and, and then of course the, you know, you had the Vikings coming over from Scandinavia. You were always on alert. I, I'm guessing at this because I wasn't alive in those times. And but Spain. Yes, I mean all these nations trying to um, go over and take over. We little Anglo-Saxon people, our little nation, our little green nation. So, do you think that? that reserve is it's time to change that reserve and be more open or do you think it's still a valid chin up and well it, it I don't know if it's a reserve it, it may be I think it's more um, an outlook on survival probably a basic survival instinct to muscle through do you think it's still appropriate or do you think times have changed enough to well I mean I would say that it's appropriate to have the ability to compartmentalize, definitely, to survive. But I think it's time to be aware that we are much more than our thinking. You know? So do you think Prince Harry had, and Meghan Markle have opened the door to a shift in thinking? Absolutely. And I, th I think both boys have. And I think when they lost their mother, they, they realized that was terribly well I think it affected everyone and that was Diana yes of course exactly but it, they were at such a vulnerable age and um, I think they I hope Prince Charles gave put put them in touch with the right health professionals to help them grieve because theirs was a personal grief some uh, of us remember um, 
what was it Prince Harry put in a little letter that said money on it yes. on her coffin yeah. and yeah. how mm. uh, yes. heart heartbreaking that was to see oh, my God. a yeah. terrible loss and he couldn't so. do his grieving in, in private really the world was he was the world was grieving and his private grief had to be put aside I'm assuming at that time were you in London at that time no I wasn't I was in the States when that happened okay yeah. so tell us Educators, what has Harry said about mental health then? Well, I think that he has had a lot of assistance and he was acting out for many years, um, which one does if one doesn't have support. And when you I, say when you say acting out his behavior. Tell our, our listeners what kinds of behavior he, he did inappropriate things um, in public and such um, as well, he wore Nazi uniform to a oh, dress, fancy dress event, which you just don't do. You just don't do it. Anybody who knows about Nobody the Second does. World War and no the Nazis. Right. No, you just don't do that. And then he was involved in some sort of a scandal in Las Vegas with women and, you know, walking around naked in a suite at a hotel and things like that. So those are usually, from what I understand, and you're the professional, symptoms of things that are bothering people that they don't know how to cope with and they act out and is that what yes, you would that, think? Yes, that's true. They're yes. attempting in some way to resolve a problem mm -hmm. but because they're not clear about what the problem is and how to resolve it they act out to yes. try and in, in very unfortunate it. ways. Yeah. So I, I would say that as a result of that his father probably told him he had to pull his socks up and hopefully his father pull was, his socks up yes <laughs> is yeah. that an english phrase yes 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 um and i think that i i would hope and i believe that his father who is a very compassionate kind man for whom i have great respect um got him into some counseling and i think that probably opened the pandora's box of emotion that's within him I'm guessing at this. I don't have proof. Okay. So what what has he said about mental health? He's well. He's letting the world know that he and his wife and his brother and sister-in-law um, are aware that this is a problem in in England and throughout Great Britain and the United Kingdom. That by not having not having it okay to have feelings has caused a lot of problems in people's lives and they're, they're spreading awareness and they're educating people and speaking out about... What would you being, say would be one or two things that they would be uh, educating people on to do well, what or to think um, what? Asking for help and saying it's okay if you feel, if you don't feel, if you're unhappy, if you're lonely, if you feel suicidal, if you person emotionally it, it's normal and it's okay and that there's help out there that they're really spreading awareness I can see that that uh, I can see that here in the United States as oh, well great. that mm. that attitude of it's okay yeah it's okay to not be perfect mm. because we have so much pressure on young people especially to look and appear perfect, and especially mm. with Facebook coming out and yeah. people um, putting their, their successes and 
all the things in their lives that they're so proud of. And yes. A sense of, well, am I, am I good enough? Am I going to be liked, loved? Yes, and I think that television has contributed to that, and, and uh, films too. There are people that are, we're watching that we don't look like them. And uh, I think we're getting better there. We're seeing more normal looking people on commercials. And I'm not a big television person, but it seems that, that television is sort of learning a little bit to have regular looking people on programs and, and in films to some extent. When you, you know, that's interesting that you say regular looking people. Uh, you and I, having been around for some decades, maybe longer than many of our listeners, uh, can remember a time when there wasn't so much overweight in, uh, in people, yes. generally. Yeah. And that, that people who are carrying these extra pounds are becoming what's considered normal. What well, there's that too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how healthy that is uh, for well, it's not young healthy. We do know it's not healthy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's so, not a, but it's yeah. uh, and one aspect is healthy from the point of view is that we don't have to be perfect. That we're all yes learning. We're all on this planet Earth for right. lessons to learn. Um, and on the other hand, it's unhealthy, of course, physically because it causes many diseases. Mm. Diabetes, etc., high blood pressure, oh, heart problems. Yeah, yeah. So, it everything is for learning, mm. and it's an interesting perspective. The link that we have here in America with England is a very powerful one. Um, have 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 people in the British Isles in England learned from us, and what do you think we've learned from from you? Gosh, um, boy, that's quite a question. Um, have we learned? Well, you sent us all your television programs. I know we sent ours too, and films. So growing up, um, I we used to go to just as an example, Saturday morning pictures. My mother would sort of shift us, my brother and I, and get rid of us for Saturday mornings, and we'd see a Canadian because you know because it's part of the Commonwealth. The Mountie always gets his man, and then you'd, we'd see uh, a Wyatt Earp or something. So we grew up thinking that, um, you know, it was a wild, wild west in America. Literally and, wild, wild west. Yes, and, then, and that people wore big hats and smoked cigars and, you know, <laughs> Not look like John this. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big southern accents and things. And, of course, that changed, obviously, over the years as the world got smaller. So what have we learned from America? You know, that's a very difficult thing. I would say that it, the changes I see are obviously for the better because our little nation, once it joined the EU, which is a whole other subject with Brexit, that opened England up to becoming a part of something much bigger than itself, being a part of Europe. We were never a part of Europe. We're an island nation, we're British, we're this, we're that, we're not European, blah, blah. So America has helped um, in that regard too, as Europe has sort of um, making the world feel smaller and for not feeling so isolated. Yes, probably you are definitely with Europe, and um, and of course the internet has changed the world entirely. You know that we can read each other's newspaper. I do every morning, 
newspapers from literally around the world. But you ask about America's influence on England, uh, culturally, lots of differences, lots of fast food restaurants, um, this, the idea of supermarkets was sent over. I mean, the supermarket we had when I was growing up was probably the size of a 7-Eleven store, but mm -hmm. it was a supermarket. Yeah. yeah. Excuse like me. it was a local and, little store you would go to every day? Um, not really. I mean, you had the butcher and you, you had your ind individual people. But when a supermarket opened, it was like, and they sold Coca-Cola, which was American. Mm -hmm. So the influences were huge, probably in the 70s, you know, and that's when they really begin to, began to hit. And then you ask about British influence in America. I think that we have brought... A sense of history to America yes. because it's only this country is what a couple of hundred years old, really. Yes, we're very young. Years old. Um, I mean, I, it, obviously, the country's been here forever, but as far as it being a nation, my school is older than the United States as a nation. So when you think about that, my school was built in 1760 something and yes. it precedes the formation of the United States of America. It's pretty sobering, isn't it? It really gives a different perspective when you think about it that it's in your almost, I don't want to say your DNA, but it's in your consciousness. Mm. History is. Yes. And the memory of William the Conqueror and, and the Vikings yeah. and yeah. Spain and all the others. Yeah. History. Um, that That is in part of the DNA memory. It in is. You. It's cell memory. In fact, you mentioned Battle of Hastings. We actually, my youth group, we, we camped on the site at Battle for the Battle of Hastings in exchange for helping clean the abbey there. It was a program for young people years and years ago. We'd go every year. I went one year. And actually lying on those grounds where this battle took place is pretty gruesome. I think about it now. At that age, it didn't appear to be gruesome. It was just what we did. But in retrospect, it, imagine that, sort of lying down in your sleeping bag in the soil where this horrendous battle took place. You, you take those things for granted when you're born and raised in the country. And I think when you grow up, that's when you realize the sense of history. Like my school became a school only 100 years ago before women had the vote. And it was for, it's a girls' school. I just came back from its centenary celebration and we all over 700 of us all over the world that went um, but the thing that hit me the most was that when one of the speakers said who had the vision to create a school for women to advance women higher studies to go into law medicine and you know major professions before women even had the vote how forward-thinking that was and um, so that sense of history is sort of, you're surrounded by it growing up there. And it's uh, part of when we're talking about the idea of being open about problems in England, mental health, et cetera, that, that Harry and, and Meghan Markle are bringing into the consciousness of yes. England. It, uh, in a way, it, feel, it must feel like a brand new era, and it must feel strange, even a little bit uh, anxiety-provoking to have a change because there's so much um, so much history. Yes, well, 
But the anxiety is probably in Buckingham Palace more than anywhere because I think the younger generation welcomes this. But um, there was always a younger generation. Yes, but I think the young generation now welcomes the openness mm -hmm. that 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 they have someone in leadership showing the way. Do you see what I'm saying? Somebody, a member of the royal family, or two members of the royal family, showing the way. I'm not sure how well received that is, though, because the um, the royal family has always been the symbol of stability and. You know, we stayed in London during the Blitz and all that sort of thing. And um, I can remember my parents what telling me... What the listeners me, need to know is the Blitz was during the Second World War yes. when the Nazis were... Uh, Relentlessly bombing, yes. The bombing, bombing London. Yes, and, and my, my family, my parents didn't want to talk about it very much. My father was in India during the war, but my mother was evacuated. But it wasn't a subject that came up. It wasn't a dinner subject at all. It was behind, it was moving forward... Is that a, a common English kind of thing? Is it we don't mm, talk about things probably. that are upsetting? Yes, yes, yes. it how, isn't done. <laughs> how do you think that has affected the general mental health to, to have well, that? That's almost like feelings are secrets. Oh, absolutely. Difficulties are secrets not to be brought out. Oh, there's, yes. There's some shame associated oh, with them. Yes, absolutely. In fact, my favorite aunt um, said to me one time, she... She was walking me to the station, and she patted my arm. She said, we Greens don't wear our hearts on our sleeves, dear. And the I got the message. That was as a, as a grown-up, she said that to me. Yeah, so that's the message, that um, we just chin up, go through things. So, so in view of that, mm. what do English think of Americans who... Sometimes wear their heart on their sleeve. Absolutely. Um, what, it's what is the such a contrast. Feel? Well, I think it's changing now. I know when I'm at home, and, and I actually decided some years ago in my 20s to find out if I had feelings. Uh, and um, on my own personal journey, I started with a spiritual journey as a teenager and then decided, well, this is obviously all part of who we are when you know we're connected body, mind, spirit. And I learned that it's okay to have feelings. So when I'm with my family and friends, I'm sure after I've left the room, there's a lot of discussion because I'm much freer than I used to be. So they might be analyzing you or trying oh, to I'm figure sure out it's you. uncomfortable. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, you I'm know, sure this is such an interesting subject. Yeah. I'd like to talk some more Absolutely. with you about it. And I want to thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure, Wendy. Thank you for taking this journey with me today. And until next time, know that you are loved beyond imagining.